Hello, my friends. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm not home right now. I'm someplace else, which is pretty much what I'm not home means. So what you're going to hear is a little bit different sound quality than you normally used to hear because I'm recording in a different locations. I'm recording at other people's houses as I wait for other people to do crap instead of being able to sit in my home or studio. So you're going to hear a little bit of difference in sound quality. I probably have to record at least one segment in the car. So just to give you a heads up, that's what's about to happen. But let's talk about what's important, okay? What's important is you get to hear my smooth tones, and that's that's all that's important, right? Of course it is, because you get to hear me. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> you ready? Cool. Let's start the show. You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Folks, can I ask you a question? Do you like shopping or do you hate shopping? I'm I'm curious about that because I know some people like shopping. But usually when people say they like shopping, what they're referring to is the kind of shopping that I actually like doing. Like, I like shopping for electronics. You know, I like shopping for for a computer. I even like going to, you know, uh, those, those uh, uh, stores where you buy your pens and your pencils because I write. You know, I like that stuff because I love those products and I use those products on a daily basis. What I do not like is food shopping because food shopping sucks. It really does. I hate food shopping. Always have. And when I go shopping, I usually am taking other relatives with me because they want to they, they know I'm going and they want to go at the same time so we could all get it done at the same time. And I don't mind that because if, if I didn't do it that way, they would know when I'm nearby and all of a sudden I'd get roped into shopping with them on different days. And I just don't have the time for that. You know, I like to help out if I can help out, even if people are huge pains in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> But what really annoys me most is, and, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I, I go shopping early in the morning because, first of all, there's less people there. And the people who are at the cash register have not been browbeaten yet by the people that, you know, when you go to the supermarket, there's always at least one person in line. If the line has more than three people in it, there's one person in line who has to, who essentially can't live life without being angry. They have to be they have to take the anger out on someone else. They find someone they perceive to be less than them. They can't do it to anybody else in line, but they can do it to the person who can't walk away from them. They could do it to the person at the counter. You don't know how to count. Yeah, get a real job. All that kind of ridiculousness, stuff that's not necessary. So by the end of the day, they've, each, each person behind the cash register has dealt with at least four of those people in an eight hour shift. I know I worked at a cash register at a blind place and at least twice a day there was somebody who was, and you ain't, and you ain't nothing but, a, and you, yeah, rah, rah, rah. you know what I mean? Now, I'm even tempered guy. So it doesn't really bother me that much. And the fact that every person that ever did that was beaten viciously by someone exactly my height wearing a ski mask and going, this is for earlier today at the blind shop, you bastard, is a complete coincidence. <laughs> because I wear, I met the person, not me, but the person wore gloves. 
Gloves that were, of course, immediately burned and thrown into the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) Anyway, so like I said, I don't like shopping. And what I don't like about shopping the most is when you go in there and you see these signs. Express lane, express lane, express lane, self-shop. You go to the self-shop line where you got to scan your own products and that crap never works. There's always four and only three are working. One's kind of working and the other two have two stupid people standing in front of them who can't figure out that when the machine says, please put your item in the bag, that it means put your item in the bag apparently for some of these people put the item in the bag means stare at the product stare at the keypad and then look around like a scared child because they're dumbasses and at first you're going well maybe the person speaks another language and they don't understand what the device is saying so you have to be reasonable i feel i mean i'm not gonna feel i I feel bad for the person if they don't speak english and then the guy goes i've been an english professor for 20 years and i don't understand what's going on i am a savant i know everything about the english language but for some reason i can't count to 35 cents <laughs> and which is amazing that every person that did that was viciously beaten by someone that was my approximate height saying this is for wasting my time at the self checkout you bastards <laughs> and then those gloves were burned and thrown into the Atlantic Ocean because I'm on the east coast right now I mean that person is on the east coast because I'm definitely not talking about me <laughs> anyway but what I don't like is these stupid signs. They had signs that I saw that really annoyed the crap out of me. And when I and, and what, what annoyed me more than well, the sec- thing that annoyed me second most was the simple fact that there were only two tellers for the amount of people that were in there. Mm, don't do that. And the two tellers that were available were both in the back of the supermarket in the two back lines. And the two back lines have signs above the cash register that said, and I quote, for customers who like bagging their own groceries. <laughs> no one likes bagging their own groceries. Nobody. Now, I know what you're thinking. S. Anthony, stop talking in absolutes. There are over 7 billion people on the planet. You live in the United States. There are 320 million people in the United States. You mean to tell me no one likes to bag their own groceries? Of course someone likes to bag their own groceries. Whenever someone speaks in absolutes, what they really mean is the overwhelming majority of people feel a certain way. Of course there's going to be aberrations. Of course there's going to be people that go, I really prefer to shop and then bag my own groceries. But the percentage is probably so low that you didn't need to make the sign. You know what? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. You can find, I mean, if you turn on, if you go on YouTube right now, you'll find people that like to stick nails up their noses. I could say, no one likes to steal nails, stick nails up their noses and bang them in with a hammer. And you could go, I saw a guy on YouTube who likes to do that. And I would say, okay, you found a person. Maybe you find hundreds of people. Maybe you find thousands of people. But statistically, when you factor in the number of people alive on the planet, and if you just, and also the number of people alive in whatever country you're in, and in this case i am in the united states of america you might as well say that it ain't happening the same way i would say you're not going to win the lottery of course someone's going to win the lottery but you're probably not going to win the lottery the the odds are 181 million to one against you winning the lottery so I feel comfortable saying you're not going to win the lottery the same way I feel comfortable saying you probably don't like packing your own bags at the grocery 
Come on, no one likes that crap. Don't you want somebody else to do that crap? Of course you do. You don't even get annoyed when there's a dude or a lady standing there bagging groceries as a job. Yes, you know it's going to cost you another 75 cents or a buck. But if somebody said, listen, you can give this punk kid a buck or you could bag this crap yourself when you bought $150 worth of junk. And I'm going, ah, I bought $150 worth of stuff. But I think I bought $151 worth of stuff because, kid, you just got a buck. Because I'm not doing it. In fact, if you want to make three bucks, tr- push the cart in my car and put that crap in the trunk. That's right. <laughs> you know? Oh, people like, you know, yeah, well, there's, where's, I'm going to go to the doctor's. This is a doctor's office for people who want to be, uh, have, have uh, medicine administered them by the, by the doctor. And this is a line for people that want to take their own appendix out. No one wants to take their own appendix out. Yes, I know. You can go to YouTube and you can go to the I like to take out my small organs channel and you'll find some schmuck who likes taking out his appendix. I get it. But statistically speaking, if you look at the grand scheme of things, the number of people on the planet, the number of people in whatever country you're in or this country that I live in, the United States, statistically no one likes taking out their own appendix of pancreas. Yes. So don't play with me, damn it. But the funny thing is, even though this rant is about me saying that people don't like to bag their own groceries, last Sunday I bagged my own groceries. And I'm going to, between you and me, I liked it a little bit. Just a little bit. Don't tell anybody because I'm, 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 I'm the rant. I like the rant. And I don't want to have to give up on a good rant. Just because uh, now I'm one of those people that don't that doesn't mind uh, bagging his own groceries, <clears throat> but that's just between you and me. Let's just shut up. I'm, I'm speaking at this level because people that I would be embarrassed to say this in front of me have special ears that don't allow them to hear this particular frequency. Right now, they're just hearing, hearing a silence where I'm playing the music from Jeopardy. But you can't hear that because you're the people that agree with me. So you can't hear the Jeopardy music because I'm playing the Jeopardy music at a frequency that, that you can't hear. <laughs> now we're going to go back to the record of talking so everyone can hear. Anyway, folks. <laughs> But that was really funny, though, packing my own groceries. I, 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 the funny thing about it is, it's like when you go to the, I went to the store. There was a person there, a lady that was that would pack the groceries. That was part of the job. They, they, they beep, 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 and they immediately put it in the bag that's on that, on that the lazy Susan right there. And um, I'm telling you right now, people, some people just kind of throw their food up, just throw their food up on the conveyor belt i don't do that i put my food up on the conveyor belt in the order that i want them up there because i know that she's just going to take it and slap it in the bag so basically when she puts the stuff in the bag or he puts the stuff in the bag they're putting stuff in the bag the way i want them to put stuff in the bag yeah that's right i'm machiavelli yeah i'm a grocery line machiavelli I'm a grocery line Sun Tzu, the art of packing. And I make you pack my bags the way I want them. <laughs> you don't even realize what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was a little weird, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. Segment's over anyway. <laughs> Segment over.
Hello weirdos, how you doing? You can probably tell right now that I'm driving. For those of you that are really, really observant and can hear <laughs> cars and crap. But let me tell you something, my friends. You know what I want to talk to you bastards about right now? Let's talk about rejection. And I'm talking about stone-cold, hardcore rejection. You see, everybody knows that there's biological things that make us attracted to people. We know that. There's things that make us attracted to people that are personality you know, personality things. We get that, too. You know, somebody's a nice person. Somebody's funny. Somebody's charming. You find them attractive. Now, I know what you're thinking. But, yes, you're all of those things. And, of course, I would have to agree with you. <laughs> because I am. Back to the story. But the funny thing about it is everybody talks about personality this, personality that, charming this, smart that, good provider this, good provider that. But if you really think about it, it all boils down to who you're attracted to on the genetic level, my friends. You understand? Before they can even decide whether or not somebody wants to get it on with you, uh, because you, you, you meaning like personality things. Before a person can go, well, this guy's really charming and funny, and they have already been, you've already been deemed attractive. Now, it doesn't mean like you're the kind of person that they find so attractive that they want to rip their pants off and jump on top of your genitals. I'm not talking about that. You have fallen within that category of acceptable to get it on with, and that's enough if you're charming and funny. You know, if you just if you just if you just get over the line of acceptable to get it on with, then you can factor in all the other stuff. You know, but if somebody finds you gross and disgusting on a genetic level and not attracted to you at all, you physically repulse them. You can be the funniest human being in the world. Okay, the second funniest. <laughs> that number one spot belongs. To, I'm not going to say who it belongs to, but his name rhymes with S. Anthony Thomas. Yeah, it's not actually a rhyme. I'm just, I just said my name. Eh, whatever. Shut up. Anyway, but that's the thing, man. You know, because I've, I've been on both sides of that. I've been on the side of where, you know, I've had women that I would wave to them and they are, and by the time they walked across the room, they were naked. I've had women who were like, eh, he's all right. And then three months later, I'm on top of them naked. So I know what it's like to be on the other side. I've also had women that were like, ha no, you are gross. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's impossible. Now listen, but but I mean, isn't it weird to be just rejected on the genetic level? It's like you weren't even you had no shot. No matter no matter what you do, you have absolutely no shot. And how cruel is it where someone else is ridiculously attractive to you on that level, where there's really no denying it, and there's nothing you can do about it. But on the other side, they think of you as attractive as a huge pile of dung with corn in it. They just are grossed out by you. That is cruel. My thing is, if I was going to design this whole this whole groove, I would design it where only people that were ridiculously attracted to each other would get it on. You know, if, if somebody's attracted to you, it would be set up so that person, you were attracted to that person too. It's just cruel. We've all been on the both sides of that. Somebody... Oh. It just brings back bad memories. I had a girl that I thought was the best thing since sliced bread. And uh, she thought I was, uh, how can I put it nicely, disgusting. Okay, not a, I mean, not, not to the point she thought I was like gross or anything like that. But it was like I was not attractive to her on any level. Any level at all. And I thought she was the best thing in the world. But on the other side, I've also had women and I was like, no, no, God, no. Not that they were ugly, they just weren't my thing. And I, I mean, I mean who's... who's who's to decide what's ugly you know what I mean but it just wasn't my thing 
and they were like, you know, basically trying to pull my belt off. And I'm going, oh, 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 oh. And I think that's a bad design. I'm not trying to critique the creator of everything. You know, and I understand, you know, and I know there are people out there that are really religious and going to go, how dare you critique it? Hey, stop it. I can complain if I want to. You th- I mean, every time you complain about something, you are basically complaining about the same type of thing. You're insulting the creator of the universe if you believe in one, too. My car broke down. This is bull. Well, how do you know it's not part of a big plan? Maybe that car breaking down is something that's going to lead to bigger and better things for you. Maybe that car breaking down is going to delay you long enough where then eventually you run across the person that's going to be the love of your life. And the only reason your car broke down was so you'd be available for that person. Maybe you should just shut up. I'm just using your logic if that's what you're thinking. But to be denied on a genetic level to the point where you were just rejected before you even came out of the box. It's like a sports team that is just eliminated from the playoffs six games into the season. You know, if you lose the first six or seven games, you're not going to the playoffs and you know it. But you still have to play the other ten games after you went 0-6. So you have to go through the training. You have to show up at the stadium. You have to go and hit each other and knock each other down. You got to get all beat up and smashed up. For what? You're not going to the playoffs. You know? <laughs> you know? You know? And even if you meet someone and they're attracted to you and you're attracted to them and you do something dumb that turns them off, it's like being a playoff team that got eliminated in the first round. Okay, you had a winning record, meaning they found you genetically attractive. But then they met you and went, oh, you're attractive, but you're kind of dumb. So, no, no, no access to my genitals. Nope, nope, nope. There will be, I want to make sure that there's no chance we made because you're dumb or you're mean. Oh, you have no drive. You'll never amount to anything. Mm-mm, nice abs, but no. <laughs> and that's what happens. It's the same thing, you know? And that's what always cracked me up, you know, because I've actually had long term girlfriends and, you know, people that you would consider marrying. And then right around the point in time where it be, it could become super duper serious, where you're going, I think this is the woman I want to spend my life with, or she's thinking, I think this is the guy I want to spend my life with. And then you go into really, really deep study of it, and you realize, ah, nah, 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 nah. Well, that's like going to the Super Bowl and losing. Because you had somebody you found attractive, you had somebody you liked, you were with them for a long period of time, you got it on all the time, you start, maybe you lived together, maybe you dated for a few years, and then when you finally got to that ultimate point where, wow, I'm going to find somebody that I love and I like getting it on with that I can spend the rest of my life with, this is the greatest, the best, the awesome, uh, and you realize she doesn't want to have kids, he doesn't want to have kids, he she wants to make you sign a prenuptial agreement and you're vehemently against them. Uh, her family was okay with them, you getting it on with them, but they don't necessarily want you to be a permanent part of the family. All sorts of things that come up and spit in your Kool-Aid. You made it to the playoffs. The playoffs is, you know, like the dating is, you know, winning record. Getting it on is getting into the playoffs. Living with the with someone or thinking about marrying them is like going to the Super Bowl, and it not working out is losing, and that sucks. Did you ask yourself, would I rather just be rejected immediately, you know, instead of having to go through three years, four years, five years, eight years, whatever amount of time it is you're dating the person before you decide whether or not that they're what you want? You know, sometimes I wonder if I say, wouldn't it be better to just be rejected immediately and not even have to go through all of that crap? 
That's what I used to think. I was like, oh, man. The hell was I dating? I mean, it was fun. She was awesome and everything. And then she turned into this mean person. You know, and I didn't even want to be around her anymore. And even when she would be naked laying there, I'd be like, nah, that's cool. And then she knew something was wrong because I was, I'm a guy and you know, there's a naked lady. I want to jump on top of her. But I was like, nah, I'm all right. You, you know you want this? No, I don't. I, I really, really don't. I don't like you right now. And I'm not 19 years old anymore. And once you get past a certain age, as much as you like jumping on top of beautiful women, you got to start liking them after a while. That's where I am right now. Yes, you look great, but I don't like you. So, no, I don't want to get up in you behind. Nope, no thank you. Because <laughs> I've been with a couple of ladies for a long period of time. And people I actually thought I could spend the rest of my life with. And I know what it's like to see somebody you think they're awesome. You date them. You get it all with them you know, a few hundred times. And you're like, hey, we've been together for a while. Let's, you know, get serious. And you get serious with them. And then you've been serious for a while. And you start thinking about you wanting to get married. And you want to first and ten with one second left on the clock. Fourth and ten, rather. You drop back for the pass. And then you realize, oh, they're cheating. Oh, they're not a nice person. Oh, they're this. Oh, some stupid secret comes up. Oh, and it's this one thing that just makes you realize you can't marry the person. You throw the ball and it gets batted down and the other team jumps up and down. And they won the Super Bowl. And you didn't. That kind of blows. So I know what that's like. It's just weird, isn't it? Like I said, it would just be better if you were only attracted to people that were attracted to you. Or... You know, if, if we can't have that correction, if just if there was just something immediately that would just let you know that this is just going <laughs> to this, this, this is just not going to work out. Because I know there are certain relationships where they were I was with with a lady for a long period of time. It didn't work out. A couple of them I'm still good friends with, you know, and even though those relationships didn't work out with I have to look at it from the practical standpoint. Nice. They were nice women. They were fun people, and great people to be with. You know, I had the pleasure of getting it on with them a few thousand times each. We were in long-term relationships. And uh, when it broke up, we were still cool. It was like, it's not working out. Yeah, I know. You kind of disappear from each other's lives for a year or two. Then you run across each other and you, you still find them attractive. But you don't. But you know it's not going to work. It's, you're not compatible. But you're cool. So that all the sexual tension of, oh, I really want to try to say this to get it on with and try to say that. And I'm going to try to impress about doing this. All of that disappears. And you're just two people who are cool. One of my best friends is an old girlfriend, you know, and uh, we're cool. You know, I mean, she, you know, I, 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 you know, when I meet whoever she's dating, I feel nothing. You know, the only thing I feel is happy that somebody that I, I still love and a lot is happy. It doesn't matter that I'm not dating anybody right now. I don't give a crap. It ain't got nothing to do with me. But somebody I care about is happy. You know, granted, the person she, that dude turned out to be a piece of crap and she's not seeing anybody now. But hopefully she'll find somebody that's you know, more compatible with her and will do supposed to be doing but you know that's cool so, you know why would, why would you be jealous but I would love it if there was just some way I mean is it I wish psychics were real you know <laughs> so, you know I mean you know I just want something that just would let you know 
You know, no, you don't want to do that, man. You don't, you don't, you don't want to date that person. Why? What, what, what's wrong? And for six months from now, she's going to be crazy. How do you know six months? I'm a psychic, damn it. But psychics aren't real. It's a new type of psychic. The only, only, only power I actually have is the power to tell people what's going to happen in the future in their relationships. That's the only power I have. Other than that, I mean, I, if I believe me, if I could pick lottery numbers, I would pick lottery. I would wait till the Powerball got really big. I would pick one of them damn lottery numbers. I would be rich and I would not even, I would be walking around no Knowing what's going to happen in the future of people's relationships and not giving a damn. I'd see a couple and go, you know, three months from now, she's going to hit him with her car. But I'm not going to tell him because I don't care. Haha, <laughs> I won the Powerball. I'm worth $400 million. What the hell do I care if this jacket? Okay, I'm going to tell him. And then I tell him and he whips my ass for being a smart ass. And then he gets hit by a car. And then I know where I'm a psychic, so I know exactly where it's going to happen. I wait until she's about to hit him with the car. And then I stand at the corner and go, told you so. And he goes, told you what? Bam. And he goes, damn it, I should have listened. And I'll go, Ha ha, you should have listened. Now I'm going to get back in my Lamborghini and go back to my mansion because, as I said before, I won the lottery. <laughs> that would be so much fun, though. Sometimes you can actually tell. Sometimes from the, I mean, not the person in the relationship, because they wouldn't be dating if they knew that the, other, the person that they were dating was a hunk of crap. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about the, the hitch in my speech. But I was, somebody was, I'm at a four-way stop, and I got there first. And apparently the other three people uh, thinks my car is invisible and decided they all wanted to go. And then I looked at them, and they were like, well, we know we're stupid. You know how it is when, when somebody does something dumb when they're driving, and they feel guilty, and then they kind of look away. And they, <laughs> it's like, you know, or somebody's tailgating you. Because it, it happened before I was, I was driving. This guy was tailgating the crap out of me. And uh, I stopped, and he's, just, he's about to hunk, he's honking his horn and leaving his fist and all of that. And he wasn't paying attention. And what happened was there was a hole in the street. And uh, I slowed down and hit it. And it was a hole that was the length of the street. It was deep, but you couldn't see, you couldn't see it unless you were right up on it. So he's ah, railing against me. And he whips around the car and hits that hole. And I could hear the boom scrape. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and you can see in his face, he was like, yeah, um, not only was I a complete a-hole for no reason to a guy who was doing nothing else but making sure that he was ensuring the safety of his passengers and not damaging his vehicle, not only did I do that, but I also damaged my vehicle, and I'm probably going to have to call, call a tow truck. And even if I don't have to call a tow truck, my car is still jacked up, and I'm a jackass, and that's the look on his face. That's what I'm saying. And that's what just that, no, that just brought that up. Back to the story. But but but, but that's, that's what I always wanted to ask you. I mean, dear, wouldn't that be kind of cool if you could just know beforehand? Because like I said, the people in the relationship they have no idea that the other person, that the person that they're dating, is is not right for them. Sometimes you'll tell them, and they, they die. Yeah, come on, man, this is my life. I'm actually going to just kind of roll out the couch in my apartment. No particular reason. It definitely has nothing to do with the fact that I just told you something that's going to end your relationship as a friend, knowing you were going to be angry at me, knowing that under normal circumstances, um, a person probably wouldn't tell you this crap, but I care about enough about you to tell you this crap anyway. Okay. And then you, they go away, and then six hours later, couch. I never unrolled the couch. I told you. <laughs> but I often wonder. I mean, that, that's the thing I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, if you've ever been in a relationship that 
just didn't work out. It was kind of a painful thing near the end. We got really horrible. We didn't mean crap to each other. You were horrible to each other. Do you ever wish that it just, it just would never end it in the first place? Sometimes I do. There was one in particular where it's like, ah, you know, I would have been better off if I had just not been in this relationship at all. <laughs> if I had never met this person, I would have been fine. I didn't have I didn't have a hard time getting girlfriends then, don't have a hard time getting a girlfriend now. I could have been with some I mean I can't imagine that anybody else would be as horrible to me as you were, is what I'm thinking. Because you always think back in terms of the uh say for the sake like say I was with this girl horrible to me after a while and we just neither one of us could pull the trigger on it for some reason because we had been together for a long period of time, you know, three or four years. And um there were other ladies that I found attractive, and I'm not the cheat. I've never cheated on anybody, so I, I would never do that. But they were they were making they were these particular ladies were just really nice ladies. Uh, were making a you know making a strong push for the position. If you understand what I'm saying, and um, any one of them could have been wonderful. Now, I know I'm doing like a grass is green on the other side of the fence, but it wasn't like the grass being green on the other side of the fence. There was no grass on my side of the fence. You know, you know how you go into your yard and there's a lot of dog crap in the yard. And this there was no grass. It was just like a whole field of dog crap with three ba three blades of grass in it. Is what I was in, <laughs> right? And I'm looking at those three blades of grass. Going, well, maybe some other grass is gonna grow since there's so much dookie here. But it never grew. <laughs> it never grew. Well, the grass didn't grow. The piles of dookie grew. So I often wondered about that. You know. Because I think, like I said, on the genetic level, if you get, it's, it's good that it, you get rejected on the genetic level in some ways. It's just that it just kind of, you know, shrinks the pool of potential mates. But I wish it would be extended to re you being rejected by people that were going to be horrible for you at some point. Because that would be so cool. You know, you, you go up to a person and in your body, you know, you get like a stomach ache or something. You're like, oh man, she's hot. Oh God. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks, stomach. <laughs> Thanks a lot, stomach. Wow, she's just the greatest dog. Oh, boy, I almost vomited on myself. Thanks a lot, stomach. <laughs> that would be worth it. So scientists, genetic scientists, get on that, damn it. All right? Stop worrying about all, you know, I mean, granted, I want you to work on diseases, too. That's also important. That keeps us alive. But damn it, I want you to work on something that lets us know that a person is nuts or crazy or mean or bad for us. Let us know that. Okay? You want to be a trillionaire? You come up with something that gives us a stomachache when we start to become attracted to and try to date someone that's horrible for us. That would be a trillion dollar idea. I would pay for that. Yeah, that's right. So get on that, scientists. Your public needs you. Oh, by the way, if you do come up with that, don't overcharge us like you do on that other crap. I know you want to get your money back fast, but come on. If it's a, if it's a successful cure, it's going to be making you money in the long haul, you greedy bastards. Just make the damn pill that tells us how, peop, how much people suck and then charge a reasonable price. You know we're all going to use it, you bastards. <laughs> Segment over. I'm mad at movies, everybody. I'm mad at movies and television. I'm mad at movies, television, and music. I'm mad at everything, yeah. 
Because when you hear music, you get the distinct feeling of love is going to be like that all the time. You don't even take into account that that song's only four minutes. And even the worst person in the world can be a delightful human being for four minutes. And that's right. But if you're around them 24-7, you realize what a huge tub of crap they are and what a mean-spirited piece of crap they are. Yeah, that's right. If you listen to, like I said, the songs are, the world girl, love the cosmos and stuff. Your eyes are as one with the universe. <laughs> yeah, they don't take into account bad breath, stinking bathrooms, ungrateful spouses, girlfriends, and boyfriends that treat you like crap. They fool you. And movies and TV, you're just as bad, you bastards, because you do the same thing. You see these perfect families on television. These families aren't perfect. I guarantee you, if you're with you, if these families were real, you'd find bodies in the basement. Yeah, I said it. And movies are bad, too. Movies are going to get somebody's asses whipped. Because you see people getting shot over records on the radio right now, which is dumb. You see people trying stunts they see on television and the Internet. And movies are getting movies used to get people's asses whipped when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we would go to a movie theater that was in the neighborhood. And at the, it was like a local movie theater. It didn't show first-run movies. It showed movies that were really, really old, you know. I mean, they had Enter the Dragon there in the 80s, you know, and I mean, I was a kid. I, I went to see Enter the Dragon because I had heard about Bruce. I didn't know anything about him, but I heard about him. I went to see the movie and we all went to see the movie. The whole neighborhood went to see Bruce Lee and we saw Bruce Lee whipping people's butts and doing amazing things. And yes, Bruce, the martial arts master, could actually do those things. But the people in the movie theater were not martial arts masters. Know what they were? Idiots who actually left the movie theater after watching that. And you know what you were doing when you walked out of the movie theater. You walk out of the movie theater and the first thing you tried to do was those moves. You were jumping over stuff and breaking your arm and having to wind up in the emergency room so your parents could kick the crap out of you. They'd wait until your arm healed and say, Doctor, is his arm fine? Yes, his arm is fine. You're going to take him home now? No, I'm not going to take him home now because I'm on, you're going to have to take my foot out of his ass for trying to do a drop kick off for the porch onto somebody and uh, okay that's a bad story you know I mean that's I don't condone kid beating but as a kid you know what I'm talking about you'd go outside you start punching and kicking and flipping and choking and doing all sorts of stuff because you wanted to be like Bruce Lee you wanted to be like Chuck Norris you wanted to be like whatever the action hero was when you were a little kid because you watched that stuff and you thought your stupid butt could do it too and guess what you can't I remember when I was a little kid, I saw Bruce Lee in the movie. I, I, I think it was Enter the Dragon, actually. And he had this scene. It was a scene in the movie where he went down into the lair, Ohara's lair, and he was trying to get some, some uh, send a message out to let them know what was going on. And they found out what was going on, and they sent the alarm. And, of course, for some reason, Bruce Lee had to take his shirt off. I don't know why. And then, and then all of a sudden, there's a bunch of dudes coming up, and he's beating the crap out of them with a bow staff. He takes the he's got sticks and he's whooping people's butts a guy attacks him with some nunchucks he 
whips the guy's butt with the sticks, takes the nunchucks from him. That guy stands there, Bruce Lee holds the nunchucks out and then does this wonderful routine with the nunchucks, which would make you basically go, I think this guy is pretty proficient with the nunchucks and he's already beaten up a bunch of my friends when they had weapons and he didn't. Well, now that he has a weapon that he's highly proficient in and uses at lightning speed and I'm not really that good of a martial artist, I'm going to go attack him. And of course, the guy gets his ass whipped. But when you watch that as a movie, instead of going, that's wonderful artistry, great martial arts, that's fantastic. The first thing you do as a kid, because you're an idiot, is you go home, you find a broomstick, you cut it in pieces, you even out two pieces of the broomstick, you put a bolt in the top of the head of both of those pieces of broomstick, you put a chain between those things, you hammer it in, and you make your own nunchucks. Now... It doesn't matter that the person in the movie, Bruce Lee, was actually taught how to use these weapons by a person who had been using those weapons for 40 or 50 years and had mastered it and was there to instruct him on the ways to use those weapons. Oh, no, no, no. Why do that when you can just blindly take a weapon that's not constructed well and try to do the same moves as someone who's mastered the art after 20 years of practice? So you go outside and everybody's got their nunchucks. Now, granted... The biggest fight is not going to be the fight you have outside with the other kids who also made nunchucks. The biggest fight of the day that you don't know about yet is the fight when you come, when your parents notice that you took their expensive broom and chopped it into little pieces without asking their permission. (laughs) Because then they do exactly the same moves you saw Bruce Lee do in the movie, but they're doing it with a folded belt. And the, uh, the opponent in the movie is your butt cheeks because you get your ass whipped. Back to the story. So now you're sitting there swinging the nunchucks around and every kid who had those nunchucks did exactly the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You'd have you walk outside after a Bruce Lee movie and you see a whole bunch of kids walking funny because they made nunchucks out of a broomstick. And all of a sudden and, and everybody knows what happens sometime within the first five to seven seconds after swinging the nunchucks, you hit yourself in the balls. Everybody knows that. And then the next series of times when you try to use the nunchucks, you make it a point to swing it in a way so it will not hit you in the balls again because your balls still hurt from the last time you swung it and hit yourself in the balls. And then what happens? Of course, the inevitable. You crack yourself in the middle of the forehead. You could tell when a Bruce Lee movie was playing at that theater back in the day because all you see is a bunch of kids walking like rodeo cowboys who you, you know, with their legs open wide like they just they were getting prepared to ride a horse and they'd have a big mark in the middle of their forehead. And you're thinking, you know, are we supposed to walk like that? Is, it, is this Palm Sunday and I don't know about it because all of these kids have big black smudges across the forehead and they're walking funny and when i go to palm sunday i just get the stuff put on my forehead but i didn't know we have to walk with our legs bowed out like that but it wasn't that it wasn't palm sunday the guy was an idiot it was a saturday we went to see the movie on saturday we injured ourselves saturday afternoon and saturday night we were walking around like that it wasn't palm sunday it was bruised on the forehead my balls are still hurting saturday and that's the funny thing about it, man. Movies make you think you can actually do things you don't want you, that you you shouldn't you can't do. Every time you go into a movie, when you see or television, it's the same thing. They think they make you think that just because you're on the right side of the argument, you're going to win the fight. How many times have you seen a movie or a television program where a guy shows up and the guy's 
uh, being flirting with the guy's wife or having an affair with the guy's wife and the husband comes home and beats the crap out of the guy. Come on, it doesn't work like that, does it? What about the guy that your wife's cheating on you with just came home celebrating his 13-second win in the UFC and he's nailing your wife and you're walking, listen, you professional fighter, I'm going to kick your ass. I know you have the skills to kill me within seconds because you just beat the shit out of somebody with actual karate skills and martial arts skills and judo skills, and I have none of those skills, but in this instance, I'm on the right side of the argument, so just... Just like in the TV and the movies, I'm going to win this fight. <laughs> no. I know people that actually think just because they're on the right side of the argument that they're going to win the fist fight. I've seen it. I've seen it in bars before. I've seen guys who realize that the other guy was wrong and they think just because they're right, they can win and they wind up getting knocked out. It doesn't work like that in the real world. Sorry, moviegoers. If you've ever been robbed in your life, don't you realize that as the victim of a crime, you were always right? All you did was walk down the street. Granted, you probably shouldn't have walked down that alley holding your brand new iPhone, but you have the right to do that. And when the guy comes out with the baseball bat and says, give me the iPhone or I'll crack your head in or he has a gun or a knife, you can't go, wait a second, I'm on the right side of the argument. Come at me, bro. Because if you do that, he's going to have a phone and your family will now not only have your phone, but they will have about 12 grand in funeral expenses to pay for, you dumb bastards. Just because you're on the right side of the argument does not mean you're going to win the fight. I've been carjacked before. I think I probably actually have a segment on one of my podcast episodes about the carjacking experience. I don't remember if I do, because once I record one of these, I immediately begin working on the next one because that's the kind of dedication I have. And I do it for you people. Oh, yeah. But that was an interesting thing. I'm sitting in my car, minding my own business. I'm waiting for my uncle to come out of the store. We're both law-abiding citizens. We, neither one of us has been had any real trouble with the law. I've had no trouble with the law. He had trouble with the law. He didn't break any laws. He just happened to have been in his 20s during the 60s, and we all know how that goes, right? <clears throat> Hi. Hey, it's nice outside. Get on the car. But I didn't do anything. Doesn't matter. It's the 60s, and you're black. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> right? So he, neither one of us has done anything. And uh, a guy comes up, taps on the window. I'm not paying attention because I think it's my uncle. I reach to the left because I'm going to hit the button to unlock the door because I think maybe I locked it. And then this guy comes in and jams a gun in my face and says, yo, get out. Now, I'm the one driving my car, my car, my car. It is not his car. In this instance, I am the right person. He's wrong. I'm right. Now, using the same logic of movies, because I'm on the right side of the argument and I should win the battle, I should have just, instead of jumping out of the car and going to where he couldn't put bullets in my buttocks, I should have gone, listen, buddy. Let me tell you something, person who has the drop on me and who has a gun pressed to the side of my head. Let me tell you something, loser. You're on the wrong side of this argument. So if this was a movie, you go ahead and pull that trigger because you know what's going to happen. The gun's going to jam some really 
intense fight music is going to come on. We're going to have an intense battle in this car leading to us both falling out your side of the car door. Then we're going to have a really intense fist fight with both of us taking the advantage for you know little bits of time i'll be beating you down and then something will happen where i'll be distracted and then you'll hit me in the head with something and i'll go oh and then you'll be taking the advantage and then we'll fall down and then i'll look up and i'll see a heating vent and i'll hit a button and the heat from the heating vent will shoot steam into your face and you'll grab your face and go ah and fall backwards and then i'll start kicking the crap out of you and then and then just when i'm getting the advantage one of your boys will show up and he'll rough me up a little bit and then all of a sudden one of my friends will show up and then we'll be fighting and we'll be battling at a stalemate and then all of a sudden one of my friends who just happens to be a police officer who is actually not even on duty this day but somehow for some reason he actually happens to be on duty this day will come in his car come around the corner and say wait a second are you kicking ass's ass and then he'll radio in and a whole bunch of cops will come but even know that they and then they'll arrest you and then you'll go to jail yeah why? Because I'm on the right side of the argument. Okay, I would not have said that because I would have said, hey, and he would have said, you didn't get out fast enough, and then I'd have 12 bullets in my ass. It's not a movie, it's real life, you bastards. <laughs> you know, that's what's funny about movies, they always make you think that the good person always wins, and the good person doesn't always win. I mean, the good person wins most of the time in certain situations you know in real life most of the time you know most people don't get mugged and mo everything works things work out for most people most of the time i'm not saying your life turns into some big giant fantasy but most people just go about their regular lives bad things will happen to them sometimes it won't work out sometimes the person that cheats on you actually cheats on you and goes on to have a wonderful life with the person they were cheating on you with you know Sometimes they cheat on you and go off and the other person's a hunk of crap. They try to come back to you and you've moved on to someone even more wonderful than they seemed to be. You know, sometimes the person at, the, at your job who's a slimy piece of crap does something lame and they take the promotion that they shouldn't have gotten and you don't get it. And you got to sit there watching them walk around where their career goes up and you're sitting there like a chump, even knowing for a fact that you you were allowed to ascend the way you should have ascended had they not done the unscrupulous thing. You would have been where they are. And sometimes that person will do that unscrupulous crap. Somebody will see it and they'll get their comeuppance. But it's not a movie and it's not a television program because real life does not work out the way crap does on television. I wish it did. You know, because in the movies, in the movie, if my life was a movie right now, <clears throat> I'd still be in the same kind of physical condition I was when I was in my 20s because I remember what it was like to be a really fat guy and I remember what it was like to be in the best shape of my life. I remember this is before I had a car. I was running. We were trying to catch a bus and we were all going and going. And I remember when I was trying to catch that bus six months, seven months earlier, everybody was running to catch the bus. And I ran about one third of the distance. And while they were on the bus looking for me, I'm basically leaning up against the wall going, Right. And then six, seven months later, we're all running through a bus. Now, they were all in good shape, but they weren't as meticulous and as aggressive as working out as I was back then, which was an intense amount of working out. I worked out like a madman, Jack. 
and we're all running for the bus. Now not only we're running for the bus, I'm ahead of them, way ahead of them. And I jumped over a brick wall, took two more steps, and then jumped over a park bench with people on it and cleared them. Keep in mind, a little more than a half a year earlier, I ran a third of the distance. And now I'm outrunning these people, jumping over. It was like, not a, I mean, when I say brick wall, I mean, you know, those brick walls, it's about four feet high. Where, you know, that basically just separates property. And then the park bench was about as high as that. And and, and the, the people's bodies were a little bit over the park bench. And I, and I literally, I literally did jump right over them. That's the kind of shape I was in at that time. And I got on the bus and I wasn't even, I was like, this, this is how winded I was when I was on the bus. Whew. And that's a far cry from, <laughs> Right, and 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 in addition to that, there was no urine. <laughs> I did not pee on myself. Almost <clears throat> anyway. But if the movie, the movie of my life, if my life was the way movies were, I would still be in that shape right now. If my life was the way movies were, you know, I would be a super duper mega ultra star right now. If my life was the way movies were, I'd be married to you know Lupita Nyong'o or. You know, I'd be married to, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross or somebody like that if my life was a movie. But it's not a movie. It's my regular life. And what I noticed is I'm going back to doing what I was doing back there when I was in my 20s. I'm working out and I'm, I can actually see myself getting back into shape. I ain't going to be jumping over any damn park benches. You can believe that shit. That's just not going to happen. Even if I feel like I could do it, I'm not going to do it because... I'm not stupid. I was a dumbass back. The hell am I doing? I could have just ran around. I mean, how much time did it actually save? Seven seconds? And I risk cracking my head open just to show off. Get out of here with that crap. <laughs> but I can be in that kind of shape again, you know. And I, I'm never, I'm never, never going to marry Lapita Nyong'o or Tracy Ellis Ross. But that doesn't mean I can't find another delicious sister to spend my life with, right? Right. Our lives are not movies, man. <laughs> in some ways, in some instances, like, you kind of wish they were. You know, you kind of wish they were in some ways. But in the grand scheme of things, it's better that it's not like our lives are not movies. Why? Because a movie is written by somebody else. And I don't want anybody else writing my damn movie. I want to write my own movie. Because in my movie... I get even more stuff than I would have gotten if somebody else wrote it. In fact, in my movie, I would be married to Lupita Nyong'o and Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? I know that's a little greedy, but, you know, this is my fantasy, so shut up, mind your business. Don't tell me that, oh, yeah, like, you never fantasize about crap that's never going to happen just to enjoy it. You never you never wait until there's a Powerball out of you. You sit there and imagine all the stuff you would buy if you won the Powerball. Of course you do. Don't judge me, you bastards. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, me. The best shape of my life. Married to Lupita Nyong'o. Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, that'd be great. And then they would go, you know what? You're such a he-man. You're so much man that... You know, you're too much man for just the two of us to handle. So why don't you, you know what, you're twice the man that the both of us can handle. So why don't you, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and marry Mrs. Mrs. Universe also? 
because we need time to rest because you're such an incredible man that we can't handle you. <laughs> that got ridiculous, didn't it? I mean, actually, what am I saying? The whole thing's been ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, folks. Life ain't a movie, damn it. Or is it? Is life a movie? Hmm? Maybe it is a movie. Maybe it's a movie that we just haven't we just haven't pressed play yet. Maybe we haven't written our life is maybe our life is a movie we just haven't written it yet. Huh? How about that? So if I'm saying this, your life is a movie, but you gotta write it yourself. And don't listen to other people's notes, because when people give you notes, as somebody who's written scripts before, when people give you notes, usually their notes suck. Listen to the notes. Take the information from the notes. If the information from the notes makes sense, use it. If the information from the notes they give you on what is your life, the movie that of your life that you're writing for yourself, if the notes suck, ignore them. But you do need to get to writing. And you do need to get to producing. And you do need to get to acting. And you do need to get that movie started. Because I'm about to get my movie started. So I want you to do the same thing. Get your popcorn ready. Segment over. Let me ask you a question. Doesn't feeling bad absolutely suck? It really, really does. Because the other day, I woke up and I felt really, really bad. Just horrible. You know, uh, you know the kind of horrible where there's a part of you that goes, you know what? You might want to go to the hospital. You don't need to call an ambulance. You can go there yourself, but maybe you want to go to the emergency room. Now, as it turns out, it was because I wasn't I was just dehydrated because I was a little sick. But the thing is, I was so dehydrated that I felt horrible. And feeling bad just absolutely sucks. I mean, it's really nothing that feel that is is worse than feeling sick because even if you're a nice and happy person you feel sick stuff that you thought was funny normally just gets on your damn nerves you don't feel like laughing i mean that doesn't apply to when you come see me do stand up (laughs) shut up but what i'm saying is that i felt so bad you know then i drank some water and then you know maybe 15 20 minutes i felt pretty good and then i was back to normal it was just dehydration but I thought about it and it's like, you know, if your car sucks, if your car goes down, you can just go and rent another car. You don't really skip a beat, especially if it's part of your insurance package. You don't even skip a beat. You, your car goes down, and you go, oh, this sucks. Then you get a ride to the with the tow truck and you go to the place, you get another car. And the next thing you know, bam, you're right back on the road. There's really no change to you. I mean, yeah, it took you, you know, it took the tow truck 20 minutes to get there. It took you a half an hour to get from the tow truck to the to the rental place. You got the car in 15 minutes and then you were back on the road. You had another car. It wasn't the car you started out with, but you had a car. You didn't have to worry about getting from point A to point B. Why? Because you still had a car. But it doesn't work that way with the body. When you're sick, that's it. There's nothing you can do about it, you know? And I thought about that, and it would be kind of interesting if somehow, some way, we could actually rent another body. To take, you know, take whatever the essence of what we are, take it outside of the body, and then when we get sick or, or get injured in some way, we could just take whatever we are and put that into another body that we can rent until the old body is is back to normal. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Like, oh my God, I got a stomachache. This is just ah. Uh, 
Oh God, give me the phone. Boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Hello, body rental place. Yeah, uh, you, I got a stomachache. Could you send me over a body? I, I want to take the essence of what is me and put it into the new body so I can go to work. Cause I really gotta, I really gotta do this sales campaign, and I, I really need to be there. It's my project. I got to be there. We'll have the body there at no time, sir. And then they come to the front door, and some dude has Hertz rent a body on his hat, and he brings in a body, and then you take the essence of what is you, and you put it inside the body, and you take the old body and you leave it on the porch with a tag says doctor come fix this please and then that's that right wouldn't that be kind of cool to be able to do that because you could just go to work people would go who the hell are you and you'd go it's me it's me it's me frank and they go you are not frank frank did not look like that and then you pull out your hertz rent a body tag with your real face on it and they'd go oh okay frank not a problem you know what frank you really uh, you shouldn't get sick you should get uh, sick less often because the body they gave you was horrible i don't know what the hell you should get the better package because the body they gave you to replace yourself it absolutely sucks i don't know what the hell i mean you were a 27 year old man and you got the body of a 60 year old guy who was drinking beer all the time i mean what the hell i mean you you work out every day and this new body's got a beer gut and you're thinking look it's a rental okay it doesn't have a stomach ache it is not constantly in the bathroom like my original body is i just needed to come in and do this presentation you know and then you do the presentation and then they go you know what even though you look like a really old guy with a beer gut who's sweating all the time, the essence of your sales pitch is still brilliant. In fact, the fact that you look so atrocious right now and I still like your sales pitch means your sales pitch must have been incredible. So I'm definitely going to buy your product or service because even though you look horrible and you're starting to smell funny, I still like your product. That would be so cool, wouldn't it? If you could just rent another body. The funny thing is, you know, most most people would just like when you rent a car, it costs a little bit of money to do that. Sometimes it costs a lot of money, depending on the situation. And you don't do that all the time. You only do that on special occasions. You know, you do that when like if there's a car accident or if your car is in the shop or if you need an additional car for a short period of time. That's the only time you actually rent a car. But with bodies, it's got to be similar to that. Right. Right. You you don't even rent a body, rent a body if you were sick. But what about you were go what about you met a really, really special lady and you wanted to impress her? And you notice that the rent a body place has a whole lot of bodies that look kinda like you, but in better shape. I mean you could just keep renting that same you with a better body whenever you're going out with her while you work out and then by the time you get your body in shape, you just kind of don't rent that body, you show up as yourself, and she'll never know the difference, right? I mean, come on, it's like if you if you driving a Toyota a Toyota Camry, like my mighty Toyota Camry, <laughs> the mighty Toyota Camry, and your car got jacked up or something, you know, and you just rent another Camry because you want to, you know, you want to show the car that, you know, you want, you don't want to rent a Lexus and make the person you're dating think you drive Lexuses when you know you don't. You probably get something in the same classes that you normally drive. So you don't you're not trying to be a big phony. Well, you'd have to do the same thing with the body, right? You wouldn't want to all of a sudden you 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 do one of those things when it's a, like a, a, a one of those um, online things and nobody expects you to look like your picture when you show up and then you sh- you go and you rent a, 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 a professional bodybuilder's body to show up at the date. What happens then? 
What happens if you, you say, oh, I got to come in here and I got to buy my professional bodybuilder's body so I can go out with my hot new girlfriend? And they're going, sorry, sir, other losers have figured out what you were doing. And then those losers have also decided to to rent all the bodybuilder bodies. We don't have any bodybuilder bodies left. Sorry. We have an old guy with a beer gut. He, he well, one guy made some successful sales with him. Maybe you can use his, but you're not interested. Okay, fake. And then you got to show up as yourself and she's looking at you like you rented a body, didn't you? And you're going, oh, no, I, I rent no body. Yes, you did rent a body, you bastard. And then she goes into the bathroom and comes back out with her real body. And she's as big a mess as you are. And you live happily ever after. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? You know what else I was wondering? If you actually rented a body, would you treat the rent a body the same way you treat rent a cars? Right. Because people don't treat their rental cars that well, do you? No, you don't. You don't treat your rental cars that well. You don't put you don't fill up the gas tank when you take it back. You know, you don't. Don't lie and say you do. You don't. You didn't rewind videotapes when videotapes were in usage and you do not put gas back in the rental car. And I know people that have actually left rental cars places and just told them where the rental car was. I remember seeing a a, a Louis C.K. do a, a comedy routine about that. And I'm going, I actually know somebody who did that crap. That's why I thought that comedy routine was so hilarious because I actually know someone who did that. You know, I said, dude, you got to see this Louis C.K. routine about leaving the rental car and they have to go get it. And he goes, oh, I did that. And I went, yeah, I know that's why I was telling you about the Louis C.K. routine, because it was a routine that he was talking about something he did. And he's a famous guy and you were a non-famous guy who didn't know about the comedy routine years earlier than the comedy routine was written, actually did the same thing. That's why I was telling you to I have some friends who are kind of stupid <laughs> but I wonder if people would actually treat the, the, the body with respect especially if you rented a body that was better than yours like say you rented a body of an athlete and you normally wouldn't go uh, mountain climbing you wouldn't go hang gliding you wouldn't go into a bar and pick fights but all of a sudden you realize that you rented the body of a martial artist and you're going into the bar remember that short guy with the gut and the man boobs that you talk trash to yeah well that's me you bastard and now i've got the body of a martial artist and then you get beaten up because you know just because you have the body of a martial artist doesn't mean that you have the knowledge of a martial artist it's just that you're in good shape so when you get beaten up you heal faster <laughs> see how that works but I often wondered about that. I mean, that would be kind of cool, actually, to be able to actually just rent another body and use another body instead of just yours. You know, I wonder if people would do that. Because I know that, you know, I mean, if you really think about it, we kind of do something similar to that when we, you know, like when ladies wear makeup, you know, they try to make themselves look way better than they actually do. You know, we and we really don't give a crap about that stuff. I mean, it's really more for you. We just want to see you naked. You know, we don't I mean, there's no makeup on your breasts and your butt and your stomach. So I don't know what the deal is with all that crap on your face. We don't care. And dudes, come on. You know what I'm talking about. You, you know, you put you, you, you try if, if you're a, if you're a heavy guy and I know what that's like. You put baggy clothes on and people are going to be. Uh, we know you're fat under there. So just, you know, stop it. OK. You know, I mean, how do you how do you think that you're going to be big and then put on clothes bigger than that is going to make you look thinner? I don't even know how you I mean, come on. Did, did you? Do you know anything about visual, you know, what, what, what things look like? Do you know anything about that? You really think you were going to fool somebody with that crap? Now, come on. Think up, come on. Ladies with the push-up bras. Once again, we don't care. Listen, we're dudes. Big boobs, small boobs, 
saggy boobs, pert boobs, boobs of any color and shape. One boob bigger than the other one, one boob huge, one boob small, two big boob, boobs that are square shape, boobs that have nipples that are shaped like apples. We don't care. We just want to squeeze on them. Okay? Just letting you know you're putting in too much work. It's not that big of a deal. But if I could rent another body, I wonder if I would do it. I mean, would you do it? Would you rent another body if you had an opportunity to? That would be kind of cool, though. I mean, I'm I'm 5'8 and change, and I wouldn't mind being 6'2". You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind being 6'2". That would be kind of cool for a while. You know? I wouldn't mind being a little more handsome than I am, if if that's possible. (laughs) Don't mess up my delusion. It's my show. Be quiet. You know, wouldn't you like to be a little smarter than you are? You know, wouldn't you like to be a little stronger than you are? Huh? Wouldn't you like to be just an overall, just a little bit better than you are right now? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to just be able to walk up to a store, put some, put your credit card down, and then buy the attributes that you want so you could be the person you wanted to be your entire life? Wouldn't that be cool? Huh? Well, no, it wouldn't be cool. You know why it wouldn't be cool? I'll put it to you this way. Say for the sake of argument you won $5 million in the lottery. Now that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Or $10 million or whatever number would make you happy and make you comfortable for the rest of your life. Whatever that number is, even if you go and get an astronomical number of $300 million in the Powerball lottery. That's right. I won $300 million. Yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Right? The same way having a better body than you have right now. If you could just snap your fingers and you're in incredible shape, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you would think so. But look at the rule. Look at what actually happens <laughs> when we actually go thing, through things sometimes get the, uh, the easy way. Every time you see somebody win the lottery, what do you see in many cases? In, in a lot of cases, what do you see with the person who came in the money, like that just very quickly boom came into a truckload of money usually what happened to them first of all they weren't able to accumulate money in the first place under the, under normal circumstances so sometimes they have bad habits and those bad habits led them to lose a the little money they have so when they get a lot of money all of a sudden they're going to have good habits nope they're going to have the same bad habits. And what do you see? They're being interviewed on 2020, four years later, when they won $50 million and now they're $27 million in debt. The same things that messed them up in the first place messes them up even more. What do you see what happens when you see somebody go on a crash diet, right? And they lose 80 pounds in four seconds. What happens? You catch them three years later and they gain 197 pounds. Why? Because it came too fast and they didn't do anything to earn it. It's like, you know, when you get a rental car and you have a nicer car than you normally have, you drive it around for a while. You know, you get a Lexus somehow, you know, when you when you were driving a Corolla and somehow something happened and that's the only car that's available. And they give you the free upgrade and you drive around in that Lexus and you just get so used to it. And then your car gets fixed and you got to give that crap back. <laughs> you get a little taste of what you wanted and then you realize you can have it. But you got to go out and earn it because it can be taken away just that fast. It can be taken away if it's a lottery win. It can be taken away by bad habits and not knowing how to manage money and not knowing how to accumulate wealth. 
It could be taken away from you in fitness. If you if you eat if you eat sausages and lard sandwiches and lard slurpees every day, and somehow somebody puts a lap band on you or slurps out the fat, if you don't learn how to keep that fat off, if you don't learn how to hold on to that money, it's gone. The fitness is gone, and if you don't know how to hold on to the money, the money's gone. Just like that Lexus that gets taken back because <laughs> you know you got used to it and it was so easy. I just put the credit card down and I got the Lexus. Yeah, you got the Lexus for three days because that's all the insurance is going to pay for. It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) You know, you get a little taste of what you want and then you realize you didn't do what you needed to do to earn it in the first place and it gets taken away. That's usually what happens. I know this from personal experience, you know. I mean, I was was a, a younger man and, uh, I met a couple of really wonderful ladies back to back and it came really easy because I was cute and I had my little, you know, little flat stomach and I had my dimples and the girl and the girl runs up on me and you're so cute and I didn't and I wasn't a bad boyfriend. I just wasn't a good one. I wasn't a horrible one. I just wasn't a good one. I wasn't a cheater. I just wasn't a good one. So all of a sudden these ridiculously attractive women are all on me and I'm just a regular cute little guy at the time. Much like now, except I'm 10 times more cute. <laughs> that's right. I, I keep forgetting my pictures on, on Twitter. <clears throat> well, that's not me. That's somebody else. <laughs> anyway. But I didn't really, I didn't work to maintain the relationships the way I should have. So these diamonds of women, these diamond of a woman comes into my life. And I don't know how to be a good boyfriend because I never really saw good boyfriends. I didn't put the work in to be a good boyfriend. And what happens? Boom, gone. And that's what I learned, man. That's what I learned. You know, I was joking early in the segment, obviously, about being able to rent a body. And I was thinking about that because of a, a, so a rental car thing my friend was going through. And I thought about that. I was like, you know, you know, if you really think about it, sometimes, you know, if I, if I rented a car, I would just want, just give me the kind of car that I'm driving already. You know, don't you know, I don't want I don't want to drive a Porsche around. If I drive a Porsche, I'm going to drive a Porsche because I saved up my money and I bought a Porsche. I don't want to drive a Tesla because if I don't, I'm not driving anything that I can't afford. I don't want to deal with that crap. The only way I would want to drive something I can't afford is if I knew for a fact I was actively looking forward to purchasing a vehicle like that. And the plan was already set in motion for me to move in that direction, because then that would be nothing but motivation for me to get that damn car because I would now have the experience, the tactile experience of the car. I would have really experienced, sat in it, drove it, felt it, smelled, all of that. And it would motivate me to move further, move further and work harder. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I would I know what it's like to not necessarily live a millionaire's lifestyle, but I knew people that had millions of dollars. And I visited their houses. I know what their big houses look like and their pools and their 16 this, that, and I got 12 cars and that. And I can't afford any of that crap or any. I can't afford one of their damn cars. I can't afford the payments on one of their cars. But they got all this stuff, this and got this and got the 16 houses and th- I'm gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go Hawaii on a, on a whim. Hey, wanna go? Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. I got a taste of their lifestyle, but I wouldn't want to stay in a house for a month. I wouldn't want to get used to that because I can't have it. So I got a little taste that I'm working towards living a life like that. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I was thinking about when my friend actually had his car smashed up and his car, like I said, it was a, a regular car like mine. And they upgraded him to a really expensive, super duper car. And he drove it around while they were fixing this car. 
and he got used to it. And when he got back to his regular car, his ass was bummed the hell out. There was none of that memory seat crap. No, there was no navigation built into his car. Ha <laughs> ha. Nope. There was no keyless entry. <laughs> none of that crap. No, he had to actually turn on the uh, the windshield wipers. They didn't turn themselves on when they sent train. None of that. There was no no uh, 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 lights in the front of the car that actually turned when you made a curve. There was none of that crap. There was none of that. You can actually hear the engine. The engine was damn near silent. And it was an actual engine. It wasn't an electric engine. It was a it was a propulsion a, a gasoline engine but you could it was silent almost and if I, I was like man you gonna get used to this car man <laughs> and that's exactly what happened he got used to it you know so that's so that's my groove man i i, I saw that and all i could think about was a simple fact that i just want to i want to earn everything i get you know if like i said a few times i've had a rental car i was like no nah, i just want a car very similar to the one i have i don't want to be driving around in that other crap i don't need that I don't need that, which is really weird because, you know, you're listening to this podcast. And now that you're used to this podcast, how are you going to go back to other podcasts after hearing this? I mean, once you've driven the Lamborghini, the Bugatti, that is me. How are you going to go back to listen to regular humans talk? How can you do it? You can't. So you know what that means you're going to have to do? You're going to have to listen to the other episodes of the S. Anthony Says podcast, the 159 episodes before this one, and you're going to have to come back every week to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Of course you do. (laughs) Segment over. Well, folks, that has been another episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for everything that you do um, in supporting the show. For those of you that uh, listen on a weekly basis, which is apparently all of you, uh, and then bringing people back, I appreciate that. Follow me on Twitter at S. Anthony Thomas or at S. Anthony Says. Um, I'm on Twitter on both of those. You can also follow me on uh uh, or listen to me, I should say, on iTunes, Stitcher, or iTunes, or you can just Google S. Anthony Says and you'll find the show because I'm everywhere. Thank you for everything. I appreciate every single one of you, and I will see you next week. S. Anthony out.